Are you going Coors? I'm going the Silver yeah, Bullet. Yeah, I'm in the Silver Silver. Uh, silver. Silver. There you go. Get it. Get it. There is. Uh-oh. Get it. Uh oh. Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome and brand new sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 187 for your eardrums. Guys, who's your favorite? Please subscribe. Leave five stars, tell a friend, shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandon, and with me, as always, ain't no lightning delay here. Most mm-hmm. awesome. No, sir. Mm-mm. Nope. 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 Not, no, 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 no lightning delays, no weather delays. No. We're sunny in 75 all the time here. No, so in there's that sometimes there's, yeah, there's sometimes I'm putting the kids to bed delay. That could happen. Oh, that's Wrong definitely, way. yeah. Hurricane. Yes toddler comes running through <laughs> it's legit um all right guys well we have a, you're just gonna get into it we got a jam-packed yeah. episode so 187 much. uh we're doing rip from the headlines we're doing nfl week four we're gonna jump into that inbox got uh three emails there got a mab guest jay silver gonna jump on talk okay, a little jay. bit of amateur racing the neapolitan showdown biggest coaching pr nightmares uh little mistakes that the coaches made put their team in the crosshairs in a way they sure did not want to be. And then we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines read, if you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, bro. Rip, NFL week four. What are we talking about this week, brother? Oh, because we're a month in. We're finishing up here. Monday it's night. Fiasco. Month in already. It's already, it already feels like it's cooking with steam. Are is there did I see this right? NBA preseason basketball? Is that yes. Sunday night? Lakers oh. kicked it off. Then we have a little, we got to get into our uh, our preseason NBA coverage. Yeah, that's good. They could wait a little bit. This yeah. were fine. Man, why did you play some of this in like you know? Look, July it's not like it. it's Brandana Gamma Corner over unders on win totals. It ain't sneaking up on us this time. Folks. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. We we got it. We see it. We hear you, NBA. But we're here for the NFL Week Four. Mm-hmm. It's already clipping by. Uh, not quite the quarter mark anymore, just based on that seventeenth game, but uh, close enough to it. What's your viewing habits? I know you're not out at the bar watching. I mean. Is, is there is there a neighbor bro that sometimes you'll invite over and like throw some steaks on the grill and like fire up fox is it like you know trying to just get the <laughs> just get the no. kid like situated and just maybe catch it out of the corner of your eye do you have like multiple screens going what's going on no no none of it none of it it's uh very uh basic you know mm-hmm. very pedestrian yeah. no uh usually I try and watch by myself and flip back between the two broadcast games and then, you know, highlights and going online and, you know, multiple screens, maybe my couple laptops going fantasy football, you know, is ever pre- present in my life. So I'm trying to get as many of those games as possible too. Yeah. Yeah. Check that out. How your fantasy football team's doing? Doing, doing pretty good. B not, not too shabby. Like in that Mike Williams call that I threw out to everyone there early. You're welcome. You're <laughs> welcome. We don't hats off you enough yeah. as the talent. Thanks for that. Um, we'll jump in here. These are just kind of like in a random order, maybe the order of the games. We'll see. Uh, I want to talk about Texas at Bills. Obviously, not a big deep dive here. Uh, finished mm-hmm. off zero to 40 and 
rookie quarterbacks, Mills is they are who we thought they were. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like I'm not gonna get a lot of surprises. Um, but this is I think the Bills shut up the Dolphins or at least like hung up a lot of points on them too. Yeah, 35 nothing. 35 nothing. Why not more people talking about the Bills? Is it because that Pittsburgh loss kind of took them out of the spotlight? Is it like uh just the level of competition? I mean, they have played some pretty shitty teams, at least like on the bottom rung, but nobody's kind of still making that clamor. It's just like can anybody keep pace with these guys? Yeah, because, you know, it's kind of that those wins that are, you know, those are empty calorie wins. We like to talk about that a lot here on the podcast. But it's just like you should beat the Texans. You know what I mean? Beating the Texans 40 to nothing or beating them, you know, uh, you know, 28 to 10. There's not a lot of like difference in that to me. I know I know there's a big difference. Like there's there. It just doesn't feel like it's okay. That's that's what you should do. You know what I mean? Like they're an NFL team. They're, they're a bottom rung NFL team. So we'll, we'll give it to that. I, I definitely think the, the Steelers, I think you hit the nail on the head. The Steelers loss was a confusing one because we were kind of confused on the Steelers, like what we're going to get, you know? And I think we're going to see just a very middling Steelers club. Oh yeah. We're super clear on the Steelers now. Yes. Now yeah. we are. Now we are. Um, but you know, the Redskins team too is also like, what is this team? Football is team. Oh, what did I say? Boom. I just, I just hit you with the San Diego chargers right there. And it's, it's about that drink. Everybody for that one, have a drink, do yourself, have a drink, enjoy it. Walk, take it for a fucking spin. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I definitely think like with the football team, it is, are they a playoff team? I'm not really sure. I don't think they're even with Heineke. We know we like, we like Heineke. So yeah, Yeah. you're looking at their schedule and like, uh, let's see how they stack up next week against the chiefs yeah i think the chiefs is going to be a great game it's going to be super interesting for both sides because this chiefs team i mean they're kind of on the precipice of a lot and of course they could lose to the bills and get away with it and nobody be freaking out but Mm -hmm. you know if they get kind of like one more weird loss in there where they can't control a team like i think you almost move them out of that top tier i think we started the season with them in a top tier like by themselves and now like i picture them like kind of on the bottom side of like that tier one with like a buccaneers a rams and i think it's something and buffalo still i i think i saw buffalo like top on that like second tier but maybe they kind of flip spots after this week i think so i think you might be right on that you know what are we where are we placing the cardinals the four and on with crayons crap a little bit, a little bit more yeah Kranz, i need we a got, little bit more i know but that was a pretty good win there going into it. la Right. It, yeah, they had that win. They had, I mean, um, some of just the way Kyler Murray, I mean, I think everybody's on point of just him being, you know, the front runner for MVP. Uh, I mean, that Vikings win, I think it was the week before who they play. Um, it wasn't the Texas, but he had that kind of like that just dead stop and then like just threw flat footed, like 35 yards, just kind of like, oh, like, yeah. Guys, who was it against? Uh, oh, was it Bang? I don't, I don't know. Don't remember the probably. Titans, Titans, yeah, it was the Titans, it was the Titans, yeah, it was yep. week one. I mean, they've been fucking cooking with gas, uh, yeah. We talk about Titans real fast, also. Our Titans is kind of, I mean, that stock is dropping pretty quick, especially when you remove the two wide receivers of that, yeah. Julio not playing AJ Brown is a huge loss for them, too. And, yeah. and you know, I mean, you've got Tyler Luan, the left tackle coming back. He got just eviscerated by Chandler Jones from in that Cardinals game, gave up five sacks. But Tannehill, I mean, this is what we were kind of worried about, right? When you're going to, we're going to cash that big check 
to Tannehill and kind of make him your guy. Now we're going, eh, you know, is he going to be the guy to fucking carry them through to a Super Bowl? I know he had that little playoff run when they kind of snuck up on everybody, but you know, going down to the Jets, not able to get a fucking score when they were moving the ball pretty well. You know, again, seven sacks given up. Hey, you know, I don't know how I feel about this team. Yeah, that's what this we see this happen also. And it's it's fun. We do talk a lot about quarterbacks on this podcast, but there's mm-hmm. a little just kind of I don't know if you weren't elite kind of in the beginning or whatever, like you just, you might not ever reach that elite status. I mean, I think, um, I think a good parallel would be like Case Keenum also, you know, like he had that run, he had that year and it's kind of more like everything has to line up perfectly for that to happen again. And less of, you know, Patrick Mahomes, a Tom Brady, a, uh, I will my team to greatness, which those guys do where like for these other guys, like a Tannehill is just like, Oh shit. Like, it's just, you know, he's not going to be able to overcome like not having those wide receivers there. And as much as you love Derrick Henry, and we know that on this podcast, nobody loves Derrick Henry more than I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game plan, even if he gets, goes off for like 225 a game and three touchdowns, you're still losing those football games with that defense. I mean, 33 carries for buck 57 is so many carries for an NFL player in a game. It's unreal. 113 carries, I believe, through four games. Maybe more than that. Maybe like 150 games uh, or 150 gear. This is a, a huge workload that he's going through. And it's, uh, I mean, credit, credit to him, but it's, you know, history. He'll be an outlier if he keeps his pace. But you're yeah, right. He's always like, yeah, I think he's in the Adrian P- Peterson territory of just being like a different kind of talent that does the outlier. I think Adrian Peterson gave us the returning from the MCL thing as an mm-hmm. outlier. How fast to get back. I think Derek Henry is going to hang off for a little longer, but I mean, much you know, like we talk about Tom Brady, two different things, but history has been consistent every time. Like father times yeah. consistent every time, like Tom Brady, eventually it'll just fall to pieces. Peyton Manning-esque and uh, a running back eventually is just like these too many, unfortunately for the running back side. I mean, it's gonna, I mean, it has to be an injury, right? Like, it's not like he's still like, think, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they just, they just tend to wear down. I mean, their bodies just don't, can't recover and you're taking lots of hits. You're falling down a lot. I mean, it's a, it's a bit much. It's a bit much. It's a lot. Um, all right, let's jump over to Colts Dolphins real fast. I just wanted to give myself a little shine about that Dolphins under. Yeah. You know how disgusted I was about this over under on the Dolphins. Like I couldn't wrap my brain around it. Yeah. Oh yeah. You were so, fucking apoplectic. I try and call you, but like, nah, I just, I can't, I can't deal with this. I can't, I can't figure this out. MA. I need a minute. Just don't call me. That's how disgusted yeah. you are. <laughs> don't, don't go away. Uh, Colts off. I'm not really excited about either of these teams. I just want to call out the under. I mean, Wentz still, I think I was listening to different podcasts and what brings up great. Like Wentz has like one speed on the football and that's just like throw it through a concrete wall and that's <laughs> it. Like it's, it's always going to be fun to watch, but it's just like something weird of just kind of not getting the whole game flow under control. And I think Colts might've been like a quiet darling for some people, but I don't that's a blow of my hair back here. Let's go to all right. Before we do that, we will do them in order. Steelers at the Packers. Um, we talked about the Steelers a little bit or a lot of it. Like, are they just is Thomas just gonna ride? But so never Steelers haven't finished under 500 uh with Tomlin as the head coach. Yeah, he's he's uh, got an amazing like record in that in that respect. It's it's unbelievable. 
That's pretty great. And it doesn't seem like they have amazing opportunities. I mean, they've got uh, Haskins from the football team yeah. like, on the bench. So it's not necessarily, there's no kind of rebuilding vibe. What is the game plan with Pittsburgh? And do they finish the season with Ben Roethlisberger? Because it does look, he looks completely broken. Yeah, he looks cooked. He looks fucking over and done. I mean, it is, you know, his, you know, all the advanced metrics, the QBR, the QB rating, I mean, doesn't look good. Four TDs, four INTs. Um, he, he just, he looks old. He looks like a 39, almost 40 year old quarterback who relied on mobility and escapability in the pocket and yeah. his arm. I mean, this is, this is the classic example of the father time in the NFL. Like you don't like slowly depreciate you all of a sudden you can play and then you cannot play. And we're rounding that corner for Roethlisberger. We're at the point where he will not be able to play for very long. And then we started to see it last season a little bit, like they were hiding him. It, it was fucking gum and shoestring, keeping him up and keeping him around. And now we're just kind of seeing it drop off from here. Yeah. I think he had to play with it a little bit last year because, you know, he's coming back from injury that year before. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, kind of like, Oh, like what, maybe this is like kind of recovery. Um, but we're kind of not looking at the birth certificate and like putting like just reading right. the tea leaves on like what this age is. And he was already kind of lumbering. Like he was kind of mobile. He did like the move. I would say he was less of a like real mobile quarterback, but just like, like to create space and smart and really hard to bring down. And now he just kind of looks like, you know, like a baby dinosaur or something like just on stilts, like just trying to like move around and kind of like top heavy and like feels like he's going to like fall over at any second. So it's just be interesting to see, you know, like we said, like this middling thing, this middle game is Steelers aren't necessarily rebuilding. They have like a lot of young talent, like a great promising, like young running back just uh, on the defense side of the ball signed uh, that big contract to oh, what's his TJ Watt. Yeah. Watt. Yeah. So it's like they're ready to go. They're ready to go now. I mean, I don't think you sign a big defensive contract if you like don't think your windows in the next like two to three years. It's just like it just doesn't seem like the game plan's there, or they haven't been honest with themselves about how long Big Ben can actually go. Because I'm not saying like his over and under isn't like two more years. His under over under is like four more games. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. They've they've so- scored 67 points and. In- four games you know that's just not going to cut it in today's nfl you know what i mean as good as their defense is which it is good i mean we're talking you know they've given up you know 93 points it's one of the better you know clubs in or one of one of the better d's in the nfl and it's not gonna you're not gonna fucking win a lot of games man you're just not gonna be able to do it and there is no out i i think this is the yeah. tom i think this is the tom on year where he goes up to you know, fucking Rooney's and, and says like, look, like I've given you a consistent production for my entire career. Give me a mulligan on this season. Let me just fucking, I'll give, I'll keep, I won't do what, uh, oh shit. Drink everybody. The head coach who fucking fucked Eli on his consecutive game streak. Remember that oh, fucking yeah. dude with the slick back here? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to fucking fuck around with Ben. If he wants to play, he'll play. Let's just ride him out. We'll talk to, we'll push him into retirement next year. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll ramp up the budget on um, our recruiting because we need to get a quarterback. We need to get it in the fucking worst way possible. Uh, was it Pat Shermer? No, it was before Pat Shermer. Oh, shit. Oh, man. They're, they're going through some, 
Oh, Ben McAdoo. McAdoo oh, nice. You nailed it, B. Drink everybody, the talent. Take the that Mac- one for a walk. Yeah, the Mac- McAdoog. That dude was Mac- such a douchebag, the slick hair. Where's yeah. Ben McAdoo? Where's McAdoo? Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, he looked like a, like a comic book character, to make any sense. Um, okay, I was talking about the Chiefs-Eagles briefly because let's play to our fan base because that's just what smart potters Yeah, do. what's up, Eagles? We, we know where you're at. Oh, wait, no, you meant Chiefs. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, no, trust me. Uh, no Philadelphia fans of this podcast. We made that <laughs> damn clear. Yeah, go, go fucking <laughs> go drink some water, you trash city motherfuckers. Uh, okay, so we saw the Chiefs in this. Um, should we, we talked a little bit, should we actually be concerned for the Chiefs as a Super Bowl contender with this defense? Yeah, I mean, if you got to fucking put up 42 to to beat the Eagles, yeah, you might have to, right? I mean, what did, what did Jalen Hurts, no INTs. 387 yards passing. And it's not that he doesn't have, I mean, he had a good game against Atlanta. So, I mean, this is, it's not outside the realm of this guy being like slightly better than the. Yes, but Atlanta has no Super Bowl chances whatsoever. They're not even sniffing the Super Bowl. You don't have to drive that in my face. I understand. I understand. I understand. You know, I know what you know. (laughs) But I'm just saying, like, yeah, yeah, players are capable of having good games, but, you know, you shouldn't get fucking worked by a uh, Philadelphia team. That's true. I mean, I guess just your insight, and I know we brought this up a little bit last year, and the Chiefs defense really did feel like it came together like late in the season, like week nine or week 10. And I remember mm-hmm. I said this last week, but I think the difference is we could overlook it because their offense was so sharp and they definitely don't look as sharp as they did last year. I mean, they're still moving and stuff, but there's like mm-hmm. a little clock, like the fluid fluidness just isn't there. And then also like, Last year, they weren't, they had a bad defense. This year, like they have the worst defense in the league. We did talk about this because I remember saying this because it wasn't technically the worst defense. <laughs> right. So I don't know. Like, I'm just going to keep keep an eyeball on that and not assume that they can't turn it over. I just think this Buffalo game will be a big test because if you can't force a team to punt, uh, then you just put yourself in a weird position where you have to score every time. Yeah. It's you, you, again, this is what we said. You, you put yourself in a, like flawless, like we have to play fall, yeah, flawless, and and it's it's tough to do that week in and week out. I mean, you can do it for stretches, you can you can go on runs and just you know play with fire, but it's very it's not like the fucking NBA where you can just turn it on and go on you know like a you know three week win streak you know and win win seventeen games in that or yeah you know what I'm saying like yeah, it's you. tough it's tough Definitely. it's tough you need to get uh, some stops D. I know. And I heard like the, uh, the Simmons podcast bring this up, but I was saying it beforehand. I remember in the room while like, you know, some friends, friends of the pod were watching this mm-hmm. Sunday and that uh, underhand throw completely unnecessary. Absolutely unnecessary. It looked like I, it's so weird. It's just like, why are we doing this? Like, why are we making this more hard? Like, are you going for the highlight reel? Ooh. Do you want, do you want the ESPN? Like, a little buzz. Yeah. Does that matter to you? Like you want to be on top plays? I hope that's not the case. You know who's not doing that? Kirk Cousins. Oh, good. Ah, yeah. He's definitely not doing that. Let's go. <laughs> go. One missed to Tom Brady. Tom fuck. Oh, great. Tom fucking Brady. You still got it. Yeah. So, um, was this game all you expected it to be? Tampa Bay. Yeah. I mean, it was. It was not as pretty. I was hoping for a more. But you know, I think a little weather had to do with that. It got yeah. wet at times in there. 
sure. but i mean all of the you know all of the pomp and circumstance the coming back like the storylines galore um steve belichick un- un- unintended hero of <laughs> <laughs> Look at my tongue out. Yeah, I remember seeing that in real time. Like, this is insane. Aren't we all gonna feel bad when it comes down? We're like Steve Belichick deals with Tourette's. I'm like, oh man. Oh, thank God. I hope that I was just like to Steve. Like I was I, looking up is like, does he have a drug problem? Like I was like trying to figure it out. Like he's just, I, like, I made a joke on the on the text threads. I was like, he's coming with some real spalding energy from fucking, <laughs> you know, uh Caddyshack. Anyways, um. Yeah, no, it was, it was a good game. I mean, it was an ugly game. The the Buccaneers are are in a little bit of trouble because Mac Jones fucking carved them up in the secondary. Yeah, yeah I mean, like I nineteen consecutive like, nine, nineteen consecutive, consecutive passes. Completions. Yeah, completions. I was trying to figure out if that was more of you're the Buccaneers. You're always going to get like your best game. Is it you know Belichick pulling Mac Jones aside and being like we have to win this fucking game? It did seem you know they weren't asking Mac Jones to do like insane throws, but it just right. it seemed like he had I guess that defense like a respectful defense. He seemed very much in control. I mean I think my biggest takeaway from that game is just like Mac Jones could be the real deal. I mean Mac yeah. Jones could be we could be looking at you know the the starting quarterback for the Patriots for you know over the next decade. Yeah, Mac Jones definitely proved me wrong because I was I was skeptical on Mac Jones coming out of college because it's like how can you truly evaluate a quarterback when you're on Alabama surrounded with that much talent? You have a Heisman winner, Devontae Smith. Yeah. You have all of these players that are there. That's like you know. Um, I just don't, I just didn't know what we were going to get and to make him the the 15th overall pick in the first round. And then, you know, obviously Belichick isn't a fool, but you know, beating out Cam Jones or Cam Newton, excuse me, was uh, an important first step. And then tonight was like, Oh, this is, this guy can play. He's going to be, you know, a legit quarterback. I don't know if his ceiling is going to be Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes, but I think he's going to be an above average quarterback and he might be one of those guys that is going to be unspectacular in his play, but he's just going to carve you up in today's quick game. Yeah. It seems like, and that was the weird thing about the drafting. It seems if Belichick, you know, him drafting a quarterback seems like he really wants to make another run or get a chip yeah. or two before he leaves the New England Patriots. So it was, but it still felt like, oh, this is the best thing that dropped to us. It was kind of like a best available with all mm-hmm. those quarterbacks kind of going on as opposed to like reach for a guy or like trading up, which they didn't do. I don't think they traded back either, right? Not that I remember. No, no, so I think I, they I, said yeah, so, yeah, it just seems weird for the chips to fall as they did. And then for the Patriots to be like, okay, this is how, like, we're just going to run with this. Usually to me, like the Patriots would be like, this is our guy. Let's get this guy. We'll move forward with it. But mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I mean, it's, it's working out. Maybe they have the dog here. Um, all right. Speaking of Tom Brady, good transition to the inbox. So what we do here, guys, we do, great transitions. We do great transitions. Hope you're into them. Um, all right. Emailer of the podcast. Tom Brady has been <laughs> vocal lately about NFL PA is slacking on TV money deals for the players benefit. Let's pretend if each football position had its own union. For example, all the running backs had a union and all the punters had their own union. Which union besides the QB union would be the most impactful to go on strike and set out games? Which position would be least impactful? In other words, could NFL still have games if all offensive linemen were scabs? Um, so I picked this email because, good question, this will be fun. Yeah. Because uh, 
didn't Le'Veon Bell bring this up at a point when he's sitting out for the Steelers? Like he wanted to create like a running backs union. And I remember being like, what a fucking waste of time. Yeah, yeah. I do think we like I think you're right. Yes. Yeah, we talked kudos about to like you, but I think we did talk. Like, yeah, yeah. I think we talked about how like you almost have to negotiate differently for a running back, right? Running back, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's some sense to that when you just consider how different you know, my career will look against, say, like, a, a, you know, as a running back versus like a linebacker or a safety or, you know what I mean? Like, we're, and we're talking first round guys, guys that are like guaranteed contracts for at least a couple of years, not not fringe players that, you know, make the practice squad and then then are gone. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think looking at this question, it's asking yourself, it's just like, all right, like what, let's say the safeties went on strike just because the safeties were like, we're not getting paid enough. Like, you know, you could put, like, do you move a cornerback back, like, to the free safety position or something? Like, can you, like, you can kind of fill those holes. And this is obviously with all respect to all the positions. Like, I get it. I'm yeah. Just, you just switch it around. And we're, t- we're talking, like, O-line has just one union, not, like, tackles and guards. Like, yeah, and yeah, 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 I think O-line, just one union. Which would, I, I think that would be a hard replacement. I Like, the game would be different, I guess, if they went on strike. Maybe you could go. To me, that would really change the game. And I don't mean the product, but I mean, you'd have to do, like, flag football like like five mississippi like yeah I yeah, yeah. Like right big... seven on seven yeah, yeah i mean fill that in yeah yeah i do i definitely think like when it came push to which push came to shove like the quarterbacks would be the most dominant ones but the sure. offensive line in men union would have the ears of the quarterbacks for sure more so than the wide receivers or the running backs just because it's like Hey, we're protecting you. We're keeping you upright. We're keeping you safe. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I, I think the offensive lineman is funny. It brings up as example, but yes, I think that that is a big one that would be hard to overlook, or you have to figure out if they all just like banded together, like we're not doing this. Um, I know what I, like, I know. What, I got wide receiver on the list too. I don't know because just like the game we're used to watching, like if kind of passing takes a huge step down or it's like we got tight ends trying to play wide receivers now like it would just kind of feel like like a different game like you'd almost have to go to like that army style of football of just like a bunch of like you know hand off right. the cloud of dust yeah i uh i definitely think like wide receivers would be the loudest union for sure <laughs> you for know sure. what i mean for sure, for sure. Yeah. uh second dbs but or secondary or cornerbacks um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I, there'd be something to that. I think That's like, so funny. It would be, yeah, the wide receivers want to strike. It would be a bunch of DBs being like, finally my shot. Like, <laughs> let's go. Um, yeah, I think I, I, I actually like the sneaky O-line. I think, I like, just yeah, because yeah, of, I like it, but yeah, right up. We kind of stole it, but yeah, I, I totally agree. I think O-line would be, you just can't, you're not running tight ends and to play like right guard and figure all that right. stuff out. like it just ain't gonna work especially if like the defensive line's not striking so you got a professional defensive line going against guys that can't play the position like that you just wouldn't have a game yeah, yeah aaron donald would fucking destroy everyone um all right um new emailer here uh she's emailed in before i just wants to know three is the magic number uh, my oldest and handsome son harrison disqualified for the math wings was competitive math league among local schools. Only a few kids in his whole school made the team. Congratulations, Harrison. Hell yeah. Harrison. Well, math was over here. Uh, to inspire him, what are your favorite movies about math? 
uh, <laughs> and boobs being made me add that last part. And boobs. Oh, I got. I can. I, I uh, second part <laughs> first. Second part first. <laughs> oh, your favorite boob movie? I don't uh, think. Yeah. Movie. You don't want to do that? Okay. Uh, what would be American Pie? I guess. Boob, oh, that's like, up there. Or, yes. Or I mean. It's got to be like old school movies. Like this is kind of the first time I saw a boob and my parents aren't freaking out or like fast forward or cover my eyes would be like the favorite boob movies. Yeah. Porky's like, is... the nerds, I think had some boobs in there, but then I saw it gets kind of like peeking in on showers and stuff. It gets a little, it gets a little hairy. Well, it's a little dicey. It's, it's very eighties. We get the eighties. We understand what happens back then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, these, Harrison, these are all great boob movies. Look, um, <laughs> well, come, Harrison. You know math, so you can you can figure out our Patreon where we're gonna go on. I think there's any way that Harrison is listening to this podcast. I don't think you can get probably not. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're if you're doing a if you're doing a uh uh this podcast, Harrison, your your parents are not doing a good job. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm very very surprised. This playing inside your guys' van, driving around (laughs) your brushes. Um, all right, uh, let's do uh, the actual math movies. Got to be Goodwill Hunting to lead the. Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting was on my list. Are there boobs in Goodwill Hunting? I think we're close to boobs. Um, we're boob. We're boob adjacent. Yeah, there's movie. no boobs in that. No, I mean, I think there's no boobs. Have, no, I think you have Mini Driver like in a bra at one point. I think when like I was just thinking on the on the bed after they smashed. You learn about sex, Harrison. Yeah. <laughs> is it weird to talk to a middle schooler? Or a, a yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right, <laughs> copy that. Percent. Um, and then I went. I went Beautiful Mind. I really oh, like the very movie. good. Yeah, I don't know if I could rewatch it now, but I mean that is all about like the math, and he sees like kind of the stuff in the sky, and like yeah. a friend, like based on a true story. Read the book is how much I dug that movie when Ooh, it first came out. Yeah. And he tells about the statistical analysis about how to pick up chicks too, which yeah. will lead you to yeah. boobs, Harrison. Breaks will lead you to boobs. Okay, all right. Uh, and then I think the last one about math, I'll do, <laughs> I'll do two for the money, which is the terrible gambling movie with Matthew McConaughey and Al Pacino, but. It teaches you about spreads. You'll learn lines, and gambling is just math. So, Harrison, I don't know how old you have to be before you make your first bet, but if we get an email, because we're talking a little math, because we're talking yeah. to him, uh, we're talking to him about poker. Yeah, oh, I, was gonna, I thought you were going to go twenty-one. The uh, the card counting thing. That I thought you were going to go. That's math. That's fat. That's just That's addition math. and subtraction. Just boom, 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 boom. That is, yeah, because I kind of thought about. Uh, I mean, you could do like Rain Man. Which kind of has that like that classic like oh uh, yeah there's no boobs in Rain Man though I don't think they have to I don't I think I got you up to wrong like wrong path I am I am I am I too caught up on one thing over the other <laughs> I think yeah I think they don't have to be like together it's not what's the best math mm. slash boob movies okay you're right good point good point okay um I wrote uh, Jay Silver on the horn oh let's, let's bring him, him. Here. let's get him in here. yourself in a living room your pipe and slippers set out for you i know you think that it ain't too hey, far hey jake what's up hey. brother how you doing man yes okay 
So these are just external antenna wires that we mount to the top of the race car. And this way I could see where my teammates are shifting. So if they're not shifting where they're supposed to, I can give them a lot of grief. Wow. Also, are you the kind of coach? We'll get into this guys. This is Jay Silver, a uh, really good friend of mine for like the last, this is like eight years. It's gotta be a list. Yeah, eight or 10, something like that. Yeah, maybe it's like 10 years. Uh, fantastic DP, but we're not talking about making movies today. We're talking about uh, the race thing. So has this been a hobby of yours for a while? It seems to, so now you've got, give us the link real fast and we'll also, we'll throw it up uh, when we post it too. But where, where yeah. can you see this thing you're working on? Well, the, the latest, uh, <laughs> we've always tried to capture video of ourselves racing and throughout the years we've sort of managed to collect, I don't know, untold hours of stuff that never gets anywhere, never goes anywhere, no one ever sees. So this past year we decided to do a YouTube channel in hopes of one day like monetizing it and making, you know, 50 bucks and we could put it towards gas for the race car or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you see all these other YouTube guys out there. I guess they're doing it full time, so it, it's a little easier. Uh, but the site's called Wrenching to Race. So we felt like, okay, well, we're wrenching on all these cars and we want to go racing. So it's sort of like, you know, working on the cars to go racing. So the YouTube channel is called Wrenching, rent, bleh, called Wrenching to Race. Okay, yeah, we'll have the link, guys, and also it's on our SoundCloud page, and then when you downloaded this on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from, you'll see it there. You can click up the link and check it out. Uh, so you just created this. You know, I remember going racing. You invited me like four years ago or whatever, like just like to go take a team. So what is – what's the event for amateur racing? And then I want to get into – like it seems like – I don't know if it's catching steam if you're more serious about it now or if it's just like – like maybe it's the pandemic helped out it was just like all right like i want to focus more on this but just tell us like what the actual planning is and how you keep racing your life like it's just like you guys you own a car with like four guys and you go down to like florida twice a year like what what exactly is it what's the hobby just kind of the macro on how to like do it yeah so uh basically it's the probably the least expensive uh wheel to wheel racing that you can do um, there's all sorts of events that people can do, uh, such as like autocross events, uh, drag racing, you know, stuff like that. For me, all those sort of quick, very limited time, limited amount of time um, in the car, it, that doesn't really appeal to me. And endurance racing of some sorts always sort of like appealed to me. So what we do now, um, everybody's an amateur. Nobody gets paid to do this. Everybody pays way too much to race way too shitty cars out there. Yeah. Uh, and so what we do is me and a group of guys, there's five of us together that are in on this one car. There's a couple other cars in the works that have different people involved in those. But for for all intent and purpose, right now we're racing a 1983 Volkswagen GTI that we paid way, way too much money for. And we couldn't be happier with the car because basically we've had it almost two years now and it's finished every race that we've that we've entered it in versus the previous eight years where 
if we just finished a race, we were super psyched. And now, now we're actually thinking like, okay, we're, we're like strategizing in order to figure out a way to like, you know, get our first top five finish in our class. Nice. And is, um, is, that, is that the car that I shot with you when we took it out and we did like the drone footage of it and made that? No, that was, uh, I don't even That was the one that wouldn't finish a race. <laughs> yeah. That, that car finished a bunch of races, but it was so inept. It was so slow. It handled so poorly yeah. uh, that the thing we did, that little sort of Porsche commercial, uh, that was kind of the last time it really ran well. I think Mark probably broke it. I, whenever a car doesn't run well, I usually blame Mark for it. And Mark's one of the guys on the team. Uh, <laughs> Smart, savvy. Yeah, it's it's always good to blame other people when things fail. Exactly. Yeah, that's what happens on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, so what what uh, is yeah. what what is an endurance race? So just hit us that with that real quick. Right. Then, like that's so, what kind of opened you up. Like, is it like who can drive like the longest? Like, what what what's the actual breakdown of it? So there's a there's a race that happens in France every year. It's called the 24 hours of Le Mans. Yeah. And it's a, it's been going on. I don't know how many years, 75 or 80 years or something, maybe more. And it's one of the most famous races in motorsports. And so growing up, Steve McQueen had made a movie about Le Mans and it was, I think from the seventies or something. And that's when I was growing up and we, I wanted to be like Steve McQueen. I wanted to, I didn't know what acting was. I just wanted to be a fucking race car driver. Oh yeah. And uh, he was like the coolest guy around and he's doing car chases and movies. He's racing cars. He's making movies about racing cars. It was just the coolest thing. So basically 24 hours of Le Mans is a race where there's a whole bunch of different classes of cars. I'm not sure exactly how many classes of cars race and, and they can see this in ford versus ferrari i think which came up like matt damon like four years ago like yeah that, that like yeah that was like you know based on like the 69 70 68 maybe that was 67 like like the late 60s racing and basically you start the race at 3 p.m and you end it the next day at 3 p.m i think that's what le mans is and whoever has the most laps wins and that's kind of what so we there's do. not there's not a set number of laps it's just like the most laps in most laps hours. in 24 hours who can keep it going the longest right and it's yeah. like so and break all this down i did look this up because of this movie because i was trying to figure out it's just like what well, it's a minimum of like three drivers and there's like a max amount like an hour like a driver can only drive like like 18 consecutive hours or something and then like has to take like four off or something like I'm yeah close. i don't know how it's broken down there because it's something like that yeah we do very different rules for our stuff because. So yours in, is 20, your endurance race is 24 hours also. No. Okay. It, the series that we run in is called 24 hours of Le Mans or 20, sorry, 24 hours of lemons. Right. So it's a whole pun on the whole racing. And so this guy, Jay lamb, uh, I think about 13 or 14 years ago, decided to go racing with friends and they just started racing really shitty cars. And then it was sort of catchy and it would, it allowed everybody to sort of, you know, buy a shitty car, put a cage in it and go racing. And so I got involved in 2011, I think with a, uh, God, I don't even know what year it was, but it was a geo storm. So you wanted, you, you wanted to, were you racing cars before this? Cause it sounded like it was like 
you know, like I want to be an astronaut when I'm, I'm a kid, but you're like, Oh, like I want to be like a race car driver. Did you do any racing before this? Or is this like when you first, like you just kicked off the hobby? Like, yeah, the, the hobby started uh, back with motorcycles, probably uh, in uh, 2000, what is this? 2011? No, 9-11, 2000. That can't be right. I think I started racing motorcycles in 04 or 05. And we, we would do stuff like this, which is like, it's hard oh, to yeah. see. But it's you slide sideways and on your foot you have a metal shoe so that you could slide your foot. And it, it's called flat tracking. And so I'm on a vintage Yamaha there. So we used to run a bunch of vintage races. I don't know why that says 2011. There's no way I was still doing that in 2011. Um, but we would do that. I think I did that for a few years with my buddy Mark. And Mark's sort of a, a co-conspirator in a lot of these things that we concoct. And so we were doing this racing. We had a group of guys that we raced with out of a shop in New York City. And we would go upstate New York, you know, four, five, six weekends out of the year. And, you know, if no one broke a collarbone, wiped out, high-sided, and, you know, didn't kill themselves, it was a great weekend. Yeah, um, it's, it sounds wildly dangerous to be having a metal plate on your foot. And, I mean, you're probably going, how fast do you think you're going on that motorcycle? Well, the tracks are pretty small. They're, the tracks that we raced most of the time on were quarter-mile tracks. Okay. So going down the straight before you scrub speed and, and flick the back end around, you're probably going, like, 65 yeah, that's a walk in the park. That's all right. <laughs> Legit, like yeah, six five yeah. miles I an mean, hour with a foot on the ground I, is pretty insane. I could be exaggerating a little bit, but that's all right. Like Fifty but, miles an hour, but like you know, you're fifty miles an hour sliding sideways. It, it yeah. gets a little crazy. That's I would tell people on this podcast that I want a ten leg parlay. They they know everything's not exactly true. Like it's yeah, not. it's almost <laughs> it's almost that way. You're in healthy spot. Uh, well, yeah. hits real fast though. The the endurance racing. So what? Break it down. Like what is it? How many drivers? How long? Well, hold on rewind just a second because there was a huge chunk of time I run this podcast yeah brandana i run this podcast brandon this is a jay silver biography hour like i'll give you the rundown because what we what i did before the uh 24 hours of lemons endurance stuff mark and i used to fly out to san diego and race in the baja series the score baja series is this where is he are these some of these videos where you've got like the guy holding the map and you're driving like i see those and they end up in the ditch like i've seen these videos a lot right you know they're, yeah, some they're... of that is uh like perry dakar which is a that's a rally a staged race okay which is like the stage races the rallies perry dakar you race over i think 12 or 14 days and each day you go a certain amount of kilometers, you're given the race notes before the stage. So you have to navigate the race as you're going. Right. And you have to, you have a co-driver that's going through and, and figuring out where to go. There's no GPSs. There's no race course that's been uploaded to your GPS or anything. And so it's a, it's a different thing. And then you're only allowed certain amount of spares and help. And then once you get done with that stage, the car goes in like a lockdown or something. It goes in like a paddock and you can't do anything with the car other than what, with what the parts you have with you and stuff, the spares. Gotcha. So if you break and you don't have a spare or whatever, you could you're done. be out of luck. But the, the 
Baja races were point to point races. And that's been going on for, I think, 50. Wait, are we, are we in a bike or a car for Baja? I'm in a bug, like a, basically a Volkswagen bug on steroids. Nice. So it's kind of like a, a tubular chassis with a bug body on top. And Mark and I watched a movie called Dusty Glory. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> yeah we mark and i watched a movie one night with our wives who were just girlfriends at the time and uh i was like mark i'll bring this movie dust to glory up and we were going up to his house in connecticut and you know i'm watching the movie i'm just like oh my god we have to fucking do this this is the coolest thing i've ever seen these guys are like flying through the air in these trophy trucks going 100 miles an hour down these dirt roads with you know three foot whoops Whoops are like washboard, like big, huge bumps that go on for miles. Uh, so we like thought, okay, well, we'll just go buy a, like a, a Baja bug and go down to Mexico with it. And cause we're totally fucking clueless as to how or what we're supposed to do. We actually looked at a Baja bug in Queens and we're like, wait, maybe we should like look into this a little more because we were ready to buy the car and then I, I don't even know how we were going to get it down to mexico or anything but the amount of planning and logistics that takes place it's just way beyond mark and me like we ended up hooking up with these guys and raced with them for four or five years down there till about 2010 um and then uh but in 07 we raced uh, the 40th anniversary of Baja 1000. And this is also just hobby stuff. Like everybody in pretty much our class that we were racing against, I think there were 34 cars in our class. Um, everybody just, it's a limited class. So no one goes super crazy. No one spends like $75,000 on their car, which like in racing isn't even that much money. Um, but the limited class that we were in not only limited what the cars could do, but you can only put so much money into a 12 inch suspension and, you know, a motor that's stock with, you know, you could do some stuff internally to certain things, transmission and stuff. So it was a very sort of like, um, it was a class that everybody could sort of partake in. And so we ended up finishing sixth in our class. The race was like almost 1300 miles from Ensenada all the way down to Cabo. And before we even left for Mexico, we blew up the motor, the race motor on Thursday before we left. So then we had to stay up all night Thursday, put a different motor in the car and then not test it and then just go straight down to Mexico. Wow. And then race. And so like nobody slept for like three days and it was completely the most insane experience of my life, but the most gratifying, like the most insane, like here's a picture of of our car this is what a, a 516 car looks like oh yeah that's actually me uh driving and that's like the very beginning of the race so that was in 2007 oh were, are, are you actually getting some sponsors to help kind of fund some of this I stuff say, I, like, I, had, I remember like what my days yeah. parking in in la like i sold i've sold that tequila before it's like Mandarin yeah, so, so Tanteo tequila. Yeah. There was a sorry, we don't uh no product sponsors on here. We can't yeah, yeah, we've got a very strict <laughs> we abstain from all alcohol on this podcast. <laughs> Perfect. Uh what's going on with that tequila? 
you know what? I don't care anymore. You have to you have to tell me what's going on with this race. You gotta give me this endurance race before you're off the podcast. Right. What so, are the rules? How many people are anyway? <laughs> the rules for 24 hours of lemons racing is you have to enter a car that you don't spend more than 500 bucks on. Oh, so so they do have I was gonna ask you this. I also was wondering if it was like a like a handshake agreement of just like, all right, guys, like we're not going to soup up these cars ridiculous. Like it's just kind of about the endurance. Yeah. No. It, who's who's the guy that's cheating to be like, well, they just gave me these parts. I didn't actually spend money in this parts. Like, yeah, yeah. there's got to be some of that so going on. They're in in the car world. They're like any other world. There are savants and people who just seem to know everything about, you know, everything. And okay. there's car people. These totally insane people who wrote for jalopnik or any of these other you know online or magazines and they you can show up with the most obscure car and they'll know exactly what it is how much horsepower it had from the factory and if it doesn't have that motor why do you have that ford crate motor in there when you shouldn't have it right so when you show up with something that's clearly not within the realm of $500, you get questioned hard and you go through what's called a bullshit inspection. (laughs) And so you go through a tech inspection, which is for all the safety stuff, the cage, um, the cage, the fire suppression system, and, uh, you know, any of the other safety stuff that you need to have in order to be okay if the car rolls over a bunch of times and catches sure. fire. Usually sure. you can put the fire out and the roll cage will save you. But nobody ever really rolls. I think in like 11 years, 10 years of doing this, I saw two cars flip over onto their lids and that was... That it's, was it's, probably, it's, it's not a full mile track. So, okay, so everyone get that. Like, we're not going to spend a bunch of money on this car. There's four of you in on your team, and then each of you just drive like equal amount of time. Is there a better driver? And like, I'm gonna drive 12, like you drive four. Hardly any people perish and burn in these cars. Hardly ever. No Hardly one ever dies. <laughs> Actually, one guy did die once. Oh, damn it. I think it was like a heart attack or something. Oh, okay. That doesn't count. Yeah. Could have uh, so so those are basically the rules, though. So you go through tech, and then after tech, you go right to bullshit inspection, BS inspection. And bribing is allowed. It's oh. not frowned upon. It's encouraged. Hold on. Yeah. What are you bribing for. Yeah. Well, you're bribing. So you so there's three classes of cars. There's A class, which is pretty much anything you know, sort of put together and kind of fast. And they they will judge your car and say that's an A class car because it has a turbo. Mind you, it's probably going to blow up. It doesn't matter. But if you show up with like, if you show up with any BMW from like 1984 on, like an E30 chassis or, or later, you're immediately thrown into A class because it's the most, it's just right out of the box. That car is like a pretty great little track car. Right. So it goes against the whole lemons ideology of showing up with a shit box and racing it. Yeah. You know. So Lemons is like it's it's like a rec league that just someone start. It's like a rec league for racing, and there's just like there's a team like you and from all the country. Like there's you know like 
what, like 12 or 15 just different like sets of like four to five dudes or, or women that just kind of like own a race car. Then everyone just kind of meets up like once every six weeks somewhere. Sort of not really. Here's, here's how it breaks down. Basically <laughs> close, but not even on the ballpark, but anyway, Gee, I swear to God, before this interview is over, I'm going to get one answer from you. I will get one clear answer before we wrap this interview up. Yeah. So Brandon. 24 hours, here's, here's the way 24 hours of lemons runs is there's races all over the country and the guys that run the races fly all over to different tracks. And I think from very early in the year, maybe March through probably December or maybe, yeah, maybe in November, there's races down in the South and the, and the West Southwest. And so basically we do road racing. So it's, we race at uh, Pittsburgh international raceway. We did this year in April, we did, New Jersey Motorsports Park in June, and we did Thompson, Connecticut um, in August. And then in three weeks, we have another race up in New Hampshire. That'll be our fourth race this year. We, I don't think we've ever done four races. Um, so this will be a landmark year. Even yeah, though you seem, yeah, you seem nice. really into it now. Yeah, it's, I'm into it now versus like when we had the yellow Porsche because this car is fun to drive. It's competitive. And we have a garage to work on it. Nice. And, lift and stuff that makes it easy to, it, it's not easy because it's far away, but it's easy in terms of like, you know, I'm not, you know, working on the car in the rain in the street in Red Hook, that kind of stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we're going to jump in real fast. Um, I know we could talk about a million other fascinating things like uh, Swords of the Car and everything. This has been great. We're going to have you on again soon and maybe hit us up from the road when we actually on the race. Oh, race day. Why don't, you, yeah. why don't you guys come up to New Hampshire? I'll absolutely come up to New Hampshire. Yeah, absolutely. I'll just, I got to find a sitter. And, yeah. but yeah, yeah I'm I on it. The, the last thing I do need you to answer though is like, what is the endurance race? <laughs> do you like, seriously, like, do you drive for four hours? Do you drive for six hours? And then we're going to go into, uh, we always do this Mab About You segment. I know you've got to hear a couple of the pods, but it's just like, it's rapid fire. We're going to go back and forth and just ask yeah. you like, just 10 ridiculous questions about racing and <laughs> just answer them as fast as you can. It'll be fun. It'll be fine. But I need to know like how, how many drivers, how long per driver? All right. So lemons, how long does the race last? A, a typical lemons race is eight hours on Saturday and seven hours or so on Sunday. So you take a break and it's just like, this is how many laps I had on Saturday. And then you'll start again on Sunday and you'll accumulate those or those two different rates. So that's just one macro race, but you it's do one race, it. two days. Okay, cool. And so the person that has the most laps wins the race. After Sunday. At the end of the day on Sunday when the race ends, whoever has the most laps wins. I get that math. So how many many drivers? Can it be one person that just does the 15 hours? No, because you'll be fucking dead. (laughs) I mean, two hours in the car is a long time. Yeah. Um, We're going to be doing, we have three, we only have three people going up to New Hampshire. So the way we're going to run New Hampshire, it's seven hours the first day. And so that breaks down to 420 minutes. And we divide that by three. And then we each take that amount of time in the car minus uh, 10 minutes where we use to change drivers. So the first guy will go out there and basically drive like two hours. He'll come in. We'll dump a bunch of gas in the car switch drivers and get them out back on the track as fast as humanly possible. 
Is it a rough That's, ride? I mean, is it like, is it physically taxing to be in a car like that? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're the, the GTI is fun, but it's not an easy car to drive. It's four right. wheel drive. It's super light. It's not fast. So you have to carry a lot of momentum going into your turns. Um, and what makes it totally insane is there's like a hundred other cars on the, on the track. Yeah. It's how, gotta how be congested. Is, how big is the track? New Hampshire's uh, 1.7 or 1.8 miles. Okay, so 1.8 miles per lap. Yeah, so hopefully we'll be in a, like a a minute 30 ish. When are when are you when are you do do uh, people come out for it stuff? Like, yeah, I've had, uh, uh, I had a good friend come out a uh, couple days at Thompson. He had a, he had a blast. And awesome. usually it's not like there's spectators in the stands. It's all just like friends of friends you know coming in helping crew yes and, like, a red, like a rec basketball game like maybe like this new like hostess i'm dating comes out to check it out yeah i mean people like, hang out rec, like, yeah, like sure. we have a van there's like a rooftop deck everybody hangs out you can stand on the deck on the roof of the van watch the race afterwards when the track goes cold that's when you can start drinking and having fun and stuff and most of the time like friday after testing and going through tech inspection Friday's a really fun party night. Saturday, if you're even still there in hopes and you have a chance of racing on Sunday, you're super psyched and you're probably getting completely wasted. And then, you know, you race all day Sunday and then you hightail at home so your wife doesn't kill you. Yeah, what a different event. It's just like, oh, I want to be super hungover to, you know, drive for two hours straight. <laughs> right. That's yeah, a pass. That happens. It happens. Um, all right, brother, thanks for jumping on. Uh, when, when did you say that race was? And again, uh, you can see it, guys, in this, the description. Wrenching to race. Episode. Yeah. Wrenching to race. Wrenching to race. And when's the New Hampshire one go down? Uh, October 23 and 24. Ooh, all right. I think we'll regardless, the... share the pictures with that. Yeah, we'll have to find out how you do. Absolutely. All right, um, Matt, about you. After the race. What's that, buddy? Check in with me after the race. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Matt, about you. We're going to fire off 10 quick questions, and then, buddy, I know it's a little late, so we'll let you get out of here, but uh, really appreciate you jumping on. And, Thanks. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, so we'll go back and forth. These questions, again, are going to be ridiculous, but we'll just go one at a time. Rapid fire, is it? Uh, I'll ask mine first. Um, so my main exposure to racing is Mario Kart. Uh, does your car get any bonus weapons or anything, or is it just who goes the fastest? How do you how do you decide who wins the race? There's no you can't throw like a turtle shell on the course or anything, right? It's frowned upon. No, but but most people drop uh, uh, oil pans worth of oil after they blow up their motors, so you just have oh, to really? clear of their because those will legit be slick, just like they are, like in like red. They'll shut they'll shut down the entire track <laughs> and get a kitty litter truck out there and suck it all up. That's legit. perfect. Perfect. Five quarts of Penn's oil at yeah. the <laughs> local oil change is $37. That's 37 points for you there, Jay. All right. Cool. I got my next question right here. Uh, so obviously, you know, when you're not racing, um, do you live your life a quarter mile at a time? <laughs> Absolutely not. I, I don't believe in uh, 1,320 feet. I want to I want to race for days. All right. Perfect. 1,322 points. It is nice. Nice one. Um, all right. What do you listen to while you drive? Is it Sammy Hagar's I Can't Drive 55 on loop or do you sprinkle on some other songs? Uh, John Mellencamp, usually I have in rotation. Oh, John Mellencamp is the uh, 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 Bruce uh, Springsteen of Indiana, where I live, Map <laughs> Studios Midwest. So you get, or, uh, or what? Or if I have one tape in the tape deck, 
it'll be Fugazi 13 songs on one side, Jane's Addiction, Nothing Shocking oh. on the other. Now we're You now know, I just realized, like, when I shot that, when I came out to see you, Most Awesome, at your place, I was shooting with Jay. Jay got me that job, and that's when I went over to see you. And I oh, back. look at you. Yeah. Where, look at Indiana? that. A thousand, yeah, a thousand yeah. points for that. <laughs> wow, right. I'm feeling it. Keep going. All right, okay, so um, I got another one. That's mine. So when you, when you when you buy a car to race, how do you know if it'll be a Decepticon or an Autobot? Uh, you basically get a Carfax report. <laughs> okay. All right. Perfect. Carfax. All right. Uh, Not a Carfax. Is cruise control considered cheating? Uh, autopilot is. Is there is there an actual like autopilot thing you can turn on? No. <laughs> nothing to erase it perfect all right um better driver name cuckoo marlin or fonty flock oh fonty flock mm, sorry we were looking for dick trickle oh dick, dick trickle's a toss up um stick shifts is it possible to figure out as they look they seem crazy on the gti's is t- totally impossible <laughs> no idea what gear you're in perfect all right three on the tree you get three points on that one uh number well, you got any more brandon i got one last one for him i got one more buddy okay i got one more here we'll finish it out uh cannonball run um how heavy of a ball do you use and what happens when your arms get tired we try to go as light a ball as possible so usually one of those plastic bowling balls okay and you can go for days all right perfect all right endurance is his middle name we'll give him eight points for that mine has like a legit question here um what if you really need to take a piss? Like, is there ever a time that you just go inside the suit? Yes. <laughs> All right. Honesty. 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 Perfect ending. Jay perfect. Silver, get out of here, man. Thank you so much. We'll share your stuff. Uh, good to see you, brother. Take care. Peace, Appreciate guys. Thanks, Thanks for coming on. Great Later, to see you guys. Bye-bye. Neapolitan Showdown, bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye There ain't no good guy There ain't no bad guy There's only you and me And we just disagree Hi bro, uh, we're doing the Impulsive Showdown um, You wouldn't say in honor But because of this Urban Meyer thing that popped out We just want to do It's kind of like coaches that got a little too much attention to their team for not the right reasons yeah and you want to recap what uh old herb urban meyer did or as we i was seeing I as just... i was seeing him on the on the text threads and and email chains that uh they're calling him bourbon meyer because he looked a little bourbon meyer oh man oh god that's good i want to call him like urban fire like maybe <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go <laughs> yeah. like i thought about that uh, yeah, so Urban Meyer goes out after uh, losing. Thursday night game. Yeah, I think the losing makes it worse also. But, like, basically. Yeah. And also, like, you get the pictures of, like, his wife, like, watching the grandkids. But anyway, seeing the grandkids uh, somewhere in town, goes out, gets half-cocked, forgets that there's actually, like, social media is a thing now. Uh, does say yes to some girls, some college girls want to take pictures. And then there's just a video that comes out from about 10 feet away that – it's not insane, but it's also like it's it's just it's embarrassing more yes. than it's like galatious. It's, it's, it's also embarrassing to your wife and your kids yeah. as this like twenty somethings grinding up on you after you took an L, and then all these pictures of you half cocked. Oh, by the way, 
at his own restaurant, Urban Meyer's Pint House Pint in House. Columbus, Ohio. You know, she I would guess she was trying to find out what was on tap. Yeah. <laughs> nice. We, I was sitting on that. I was sitting on that. I didn't write that. I just thought about it. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, yeah, it was wonderful. Like when the stories came out too, it was just like, were you looking like, because if he's out at, you know, like a sizzler or whatever, and just like trying to like just having some drinks yeah. and trying to mind his own business with friends. But is there like a little, when I hear somebody going like to their own restaurant, like to, to hang, like, do you kind of want that attention? Were you looking for like some college girls to be like, can we get a selfie together? I don't, it just kind of, there's something like a little, like this wasn't a complete bear trap. Like there's a little of just like, you might, you might have been cruising. You might have been out there looking for a little something, something. Yeah, it's a little tension. I'm not. I think so. But he's he's foolish for getting like caught on camera like that. Like you have to know. Like look, like if you're chatting up. Look, I'm not gonna you know cast aspersions on someone cheating on their wife or whatever. That's what we would assume we're gonna. He was doing. But if you're gonna go out there and that's your kind of that's your stick, that's your deal. Who knows? Maybe Mrs. Meyer gives him a hall pass. We don't know. But yeah. there's a. Right there's a stark difference between that and like letting chicks like grind on you. You know what I mean? To all, you know, that someone's going to pick, pull out their phone and start yeah. snapping some videos of that. Well, so be there, more discreet. Yeah. Cause I think there was a quote from him that he talked to, he was talking to like Trevor Lawrence or something, right? Like Trevor Lawrence had a bros bachelor party in Vegas. And it like the quote is, I don't know if Urban Meyer brought this up and I think he did, but he was just like, Hey, like be careful out there. He's just like, Ooh, yikes. Like, you know, Vegas, like, yeah. Number one pick overall, like, just be careful, make, make sure the right crew around you and do like get caught in something like, cause it is, he said dumb. Like, I think he said stupid or whatever a couple of times. That's all this is. This is like stupid. Yeah. Just, I mean, yeah. It's really dumb. And, and he should know being a college coach for many, many years in an environment, like, you know, you're, you're flying a little too close to the sun. It, it does. And with all of the, you know, other stuff to start the season and then the kind of the rockiness of his tenure with Jacksonville, it's definitely like, uh, it's, it, where's it just, where's your mind at? Where, what, what, what are you thinking on or thinking about? Speaking of where the mind's at, let's talk about three other people were like, where the fuck was their mind at? I never <laughs> spot coming out of the gate. Uh, Mike Tice trying to earn a little extra coin. I'll sell some Super Bowl tickets. Scalping. <sighs> this is yes. This is a terrible one, right? This it's is how terrible. bad is this? It's, it's like cheap, which is embarrassing. Yes. It's like it's it's like getting busted, like someone giving you a gift, or it's like the perk perk of a job. You're just like trying to get some extra cash off of it. And so, so this is a little bit too like Minnesota didn't have a lot of things breaking their way this year. And I think we've talked about this like two or three times on the pod, but like around this like 2005 2006 Dante Culpepper era, like with Randy Moss, there it's like Randy Moss was like hit like a parking attendant with like his car <laughs> right. out. It's just like the sex boat thing happened. Yeah. Sex boat. That's what I thought you were going to go with that. Sex boat. No. Cause the sex boat to me wasn't really coach. I want coach. Maybe yeah. No, I know. I know. Well, it's all hand- handling under or happening under his tenure. If Mike Tice was on that sex boat, <laughs> it's just like, it's a different conversation. He may have been, you never know. Uh, yeah. So it's just like that. I don't, yeah, and it's also like, this is kind of like uncharted water. So you hadn't really heard about it. Like the league was almost just like, Ugh, really? Yeah. Like you're trying to get some extra coin for these tickets we gave you. Like, so yeah, that's my number three spot. What do you got? I like it. Uh, I'm going to go. I don't know if you remember this or not. Uh, another disgrace coach, George O'Leary. 
He was the Notre Dame head coach in 2001 for like five days when it came out that he lied on his resume. He said he played, he had played speaking of New Hampshire, that he had, he had played football. He was a three time letter winner at uh, university of New Hampshire to which he and the school never had him record of playing a game. I think he even transferred out early on that he had his master's degree from like Stony Brook and like education only attended a few classes in this and it all kind of came and pouring out that uh, he had embellished his resume. So he was the shortest tenure Notre Dame head coach after Bob Davies was, uh, was let go. And uh, man, it it followed him and carried with him for a long time because he was at, I think Georgia tech before that. This is perfect. I love this head to head because this is like in like I'm trying to think now like what's more embarrassing like someone giving you like a gift or something for free and you trying to like monetize it and get some money, or is it just like lying about who you are? Yeah, <laughs> it's like the crazy like resume. Thing. I, and I and I want to feel like there was more than that. I could I I could have sworn and drink everybody, but I could have sworn he also like lied about like being like an ROTC, just like dumb stuff. Right, like right, on your, yeah, you know, like, made, made a cooler middle name. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. Um, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'll give you the win for that because it's like getting called out on resume is. I don't know if anybody's ever lied on their resume, but that's the finger crossed. Like, I hope nobody calls something out. And if they do, it's just like, you can't, there's no explanation. You can't like just spin it. It's just like, oh yeah. Uh, so I'm a fucking liar. Is <laughs> what that turns out to be. Like, I'm full of shit. Uh, busted. Right, right. We've all lied on dates on our on our things. Like, yeah, I've worked yeah. from here till here. Apron, Certainly never had anything in between those two jobs. Um, my number two spot. I got Arkansas coach Bobby Petrino. You remember this? Oh, yes, on your this list? is my number two. This is literally okay, my okay, number this two. Is this is exactly where this one belongs. This is the number yes, two. Absolutely. Uh, the 20, 25-year-old Jessica Durall, like, it originally comes out. Like, he gets all fucking, which kind of the makes The neck brace is the beautiful picture. Because yeah, he's got, like, the, like, like, the just road-burned face and just, like, the neck brace. And he comes out, and originally it's like, I was by myself. And then it's oh, actually, there was this girl on the back of the motorcycle, and she's also engaged to, like, the swimming, uh, that this, the director of the swimming department or whatever. Yeah, and she's on the support staff, a former volleyball player. Did you say that already? No, I At didn't. Arkansas, yeah, former, like, she's 25-year-old co-ed, and he admits to having an affair with her, and... Did he admit about... to the affair? Like, she, because she got a new gig, like, she got a new job, yeah. there, and then I think she had to resign. Oh yeah, yeah. He had a yeah. He had to admit that he was, uh, you know, he dumped his bike and crashed with her. It, it clearly didn't have a lead plate under his foot, so he could slide. <laughs> you do good callback, bro. Yeah, call. thanks, bro. Did she end up okay? I don't think she got all fucked up though. I don't think she did. She's she was yeah. young and spry. She hopped right. off that thing no problem. He dumped it. He, and... he just straight went fucking concrete face though for about a quarter of a mile. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if he dumped this bike? Do you imagine if like all the stuff that was running through his? Because like. Look, look, I love Dr. Mrs. Commission. Never cheated on her ever in my life. So I, I, but I can't imagine like having that ruse be like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. I just dumped this bike and now how do I like, yeah, it's how do I get away from this? Your mind is just like, oh, like everywhere it's got all, it's just like, like leave the scene of the crime, like I'll get away with it. It's just like it never works out like that, especially nowadays. It's just like you, like your cell phone's on you, you basically have like a fucking low jack in your pocket, right? Like bring it on, like everyone knows what's going on. You can't hide shit. Is he just telling her to like sprint and like take off? Like, get out of here. Get. I probably, yeah, it's like a state in Maine. It's a mammoth reference. I don't oh. know if I saw state in Maine, but they have that. You're, you're more learned. I have seen that actually, I think. 
Oh, that's good. Yeah. Let's yeah. That. It's, uh, yeah. it's the Baldwin character with, um, with what's been a while. Uh, Styles. Yeah. Julia Styles. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about now. Good call. Yeah. Nice. So nice. You got to get out of here. You reference. Yeah, you get that one for that reference. It's deep. Oh, thanks, buddy. I will take that. Uh, number one spot. This is my absolute favorite. Number one. I think we talked about like tone too. We're not looking to like get super serious on this. Like, yeah, yeah. We're like, we're leaving the, the most ridiculous ten states and all the other stuff off. Yeah, absolutely. it's just like let's be ridiculous. Like this is so embarrassing. Like you want to like just disappear from the face of the earth when it came out. Uh, I'm going Christopher Forster, the Miami O line head coach. Do you remember this? Oh like, yes. Did. The line of blow, he just like made, always makes me think about you, baby. He's like, Can you believe it? I'm about to walk into a meeting right now. I was always doing this. I was just, I was doing this off of you, baby. Oh <laughs> my no, god. Like, there's oh. no there's no like, is that go like every time you're just like, is that cookies? They're like, this is cocaine, right? And like every question you have, <laughs> just like he answers yeah. immediately. Yeah. It's like you can't be doing lines and immediately says, I'm definitely doing lines right I'm now. I'm definitely it's doing like, I'm definitely doing coke. You can't baby. do it before like a meeting, it's just like this is right before a meeting. <laughs> it's like every time like we're gonna talk like about past video. protection. <laughs> it's that's so everything. fucking funny. Yeah, that's, that's a great video. Oh, damn it. Damn it. I think you I, beat you this week? This. I think you for sure. Because because nice. this one is hilarious because this is <laughs> First off, like it's it's bad enough, like you're doing yak in in a fucking meeting or before a meeting in your office. <laughs> well, it's just like you're openly admitting to like everything going on. Like he's leaving like yes. z- zero margin for it's just like, well, it was just like it was kind of like it was my Adderall, like it crushed it up because I like it like just concentration things. He's just like he's saying anything, he's just like, Oh, it could have been like my girl be just like, Oh, you're definitely like a hooker that I hooked up. Like it's just like no. <laughs> this is the worst thing. Not only did he get lied to and he's totally getting conned by like a stripper, like he fell prey to that. Like, does she love me? No, she doesn't. And now and then you're you're videotaping and sending a videotape to her the most like you could you could lie about you could you could lie those are my text message my phone get hacked but there's no way to avoid you staring down the barrel of your iphone being like this is the best yak ever (laughs) baby i can't wait to do it off your boobs it's It's like like, maybe it's like he's holding up like an idea it's like it's definitely me baby it's this password like christopher forster right here christopher forster you remember last for my social seven nine two (laughs) nine coming at you live this is all this blow yeah that's hilarious mine it mine also involves a coach going down bad uh i had rick patino having sex yeah. with karen yeah, cypher yeah. his equipment manager's wife in an italian restaurant and having to then you know admit that he only lasted for a few seconds and just dribbled down her leg which is just a pathetic like like admittance of that and also getting extorted by her as well too she turned that right around and extorted him for uh for some cash yeah this is tough uh when you ever give me when you give me a little like a little crack in the doorway i take advantage of it you seem to really enjoy my number one yes we're gonna give victory to brandana even though that is a i do like yours because I like the idea of we like the idea, but what does make it the worst, which is the category, is the more detailed you have to get, and just like Patino being like painted in the corner, it's just like I don't last a long time. It's like dribbling down, like right. yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, all, all yeah. Long off the podcast by this point. All right, uh, MVP of the week, guys. This has been 
It'll be Sports Podcast, episode 187. Want to bow to Jay Silver. Really great conversation and kind of open our eyes on talking a few of those things, hopefully make it to New Hampshire. But we will share the info to um, 24 Hours of Lemons and check out his YouTube page. MVP of the week for me, I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to go through, uh, go to Zach Wilson. That first win, you know me. Yeah. Off spot for these rookie quarterbacks get thrown into shitty situations. So it's just getting his win, getting a little confidence to see what happens. Absolutely. I like it. Um, I'm going to keep it simple too. Talking about easy wins. I'm going to, I'm going to go with commission. Wow. Commission this week going back to back. Perfect. 12 for 12 on our spelling test. Both weeks. Nice. Crushing the spelling game right now. What do you know about how to spell how and were? Wow, that is quite the S-T-R-E-A-K. Guys, tune in next week with another Dynamite podcast. I am Brandana. Dana. What's it? Why don't you sign yourself what's, it, what's that spell? What, what's that spell? I spell streak wrong? If I no, I don't wrong. know. No, uh, that'd be hilarious if you did. No. <laughs> I did. I got really nervous about it. I almost didn't go for the joke. And it was like, sometimes the joke's not worth it. I was like, well, I can edit it, but I'm also a terrible speller. So <laughs> you can smoke me. Um, I'm Brandana. Dana. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. Audience, you see this right here? This is the finest podcast right here. <laughs> oh, yeah, for you, baby. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion. Uh.